What's up, everybody? My name is Ari Bear, and welcome to the Apple Juice TS. Now, the TS stands for talk show, so, I mean, it's basically Apple Juice talk show. Um, I'll get into the name later and how I picked it, but right now, I'm going to just... I'm just going to talk about where I want this podcast to go, how I envision it, where it's going to go, and things along this line. Basically, I want this podcast to just be a way of entertainment for people. Give them a good laugh on days that they're down, and uh, maybe... Maybe I could inspire some people. Maybe I could uh, make it big. Money is really not important to me. I'm just doing this to have a fun time. Um, yeah, so we'll see how this goes. I, I, I mean, I expect to get to get big. There's, I mean, there's not like, it's not like it's. This is relatively hard. I mean, all I'm doing is just recording myself talk. So it shouldn't be that hard. I mean, I think the hardest part will be, you know, talking about things that people like. But, you know, I'm just going to talk about what I like. So if you don't like it, then, uh, I mean, there's the door, you know. Um, so the name. The name Apple Juice came from, well, my roommate was supposed to do this with me, but... Uh, He's still on the fence. He's still deciding, but so for right now, I'm just gonna fly solo, and you know maybe I can have him on as like a guest host sometimes, and maybe I could feature some podcasts with him. But I think right now I'm just gonna fly solo. Um, so my name is Ari, and his name is Jacob. So kind of got the idea from OJ, which is orange juice. Apple juice abbreviated is AJ. So R.A. Jacob, Apple juice, AJ, you know, and then TS stands for talk show. So there we go. There's the name. Um, let me talk about, I'm going to talk about the uh, a story. Uh, a story about how I got home from college. Um, didn't go to plan. I met a few, few very nice ladies, um, but it was very chaotic. I, very chaotic. It was my first time flying alone, first time traveling alone. I usually travel with my family, but you know this. I was. It was a little bit. Uh, it was a little bit scary. Not gonna lie. Um, you know, cause I like this, you hear stories and, um, you know, it's a little bit, it's a little bit scary. So I fly out of state college in Pennsylvania and, um, it was, it was this tiny airport and only had like two, three gates. Um, very tiny. Um, I went there. My flight was at 7. I got there around 4.30 because, you know, I thought I left. I left 
the campus around four-ish. Because I thought, you know, usually you should get to the airport a few hours before. But, oh my God, did I get there early. I thought it was going to take more time with security and everything. And it didn't. It literally took two seconds. Everything, it was so quick. I liked I liked the experience. It was very quick. Um, but, yeah, so I get... I call the Uber around 4.30, and I'm waiting outside, and the guy pulls up in a purple Prius and a pee-pee. <laughs> and we get in the car, and this guy, I'm having a very hard time understanding him, and so I start talking to him. And You know what I've noticed about Uber drivers? They always nudge towards the fact, hey, you better, you better tip me. And... <laughs> I find it funny because yes, I am gonna tip you. I'm a I I'm a big tipper, okay? Even at restaurants I tip very nicely. Um But all of these Uber drivers kinda like like nudge to the fact, hey, you know, tip me. So I find it funny. Um so I'm talking to this guy and he uh, he mentions that you know some t- I had to drive all the way out of my zone and pick someone up, and they didn't even tip me and da 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 da, you know just the typical like, oh how long have you been Ubering for, where are you from, all this boring small talk sort of stuff, and then all of a sudden um he says he's from China. From Hong Kong, and um. Like, oh, that's very interesting. Why'd you come here? And he said, oh, I hate, I hate the Communist Party. I hate the government. And um, I was like, why do you hate them? And he's like, very, they're very controlling. They're, they don't let you do anything. And I said, oh, that's, that's very interesting. Can you tell me more? And, he's, and he says, I came here about 15 years ago and slowly moved my family back over, back to America. And, but the first few years he had to fly back and forth. And um, he goes on to tell me, I was like, why do you hate them so much? Like, why don't, like, why do you, what made you move to America? Like, isn't China supposed to, aren't the citizens of China supposed to hate America? And he says, he says back in 19, 84, I think the year was, I, I'm pretty, 1984, um, the Chinese government orders their army to open fire on a crowd of college students. Now, if you ask me, that is completely absurd. It's insane. I my mind cannot fathom that, like, how could, what goes through a person's mind to order an army to open fire on a bunch of kids? You know, it's just, it's screwed up. It really is screwed up. Um, It's like, wow. Wow. I, you know, I feel bad for the families. I feel bad for the kids. That's just not... Hey, you know what? You know what? At least it's a quick way of dying. You know? At least it's a quick way of dying. So, you got that going. <laughs> um. So, after that, he keeps telling me about what 
about his experiences in China versus experiences in United States. And eventually we get to the airport and um, I check in or I just sit down and I, I start reading my book and my book put my book put me to sleep. I was I was zonked out. I was completely tired and I I rested my eyes and it felt like it felt like 10 minutes went by but instead a whole hour went by and I was like, "Oh, okay. One hour down only um only hour and a half to go." And so I got up, went for a little walk. Walked around the air, uh, around the parking lot, and that only took thirty minutes. <laughs> so I was bored stiff. I was bored stiff. I walked around that, around the parking lot, and I saw a few, f- saw a few cool cars, you know, a few Cadillacs, few Lincolns, um, some pimped out Mercedes, and a few expensive BMWs. You know how it goes. Um, after my walk, I go back inside, I check in, go through security. Security took two seconds, literally. Um, I'm TSA pre-approved, so I got that going. Um, and I go through security and I meet up with this girl. And it was so funny because the night before, I started talking to this random girl. I was like, hey, what's your name? And da 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 where are you from? And she goes, oh, I'm from, I'm from North Shore in Massachusetts. And I was like, oh, no shit. No way. I'm from Central Mass. And I'm like, holy crap. What a coincidence. <laughs> and so we start talking and I'm like, and she's like, oh, maybe I'll see you on the flight tomorrow. And fast forward to the next day in the airport, I'm sitting, I sit down and I, and I look at this girl, right? And she's got the mask on, she's got a hat on and she's on her phone. So I can't really see her eyes or anything. And so, you know what? I'm just like, screw it. I'm just going to talk to her and see, see if this is the same girl. And so I talk to her and I'm like, holy crap. It's the same girl. Wow, what a coincidence. She was sitting next to me this whole time. And so we start talking, and her mom comes, and I start talking to her mom and her. And, you know, I, 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 think, she's, I think she's a nice girl. Um, we'll, we'll keep talking. <laughs> um, so we keep talking, and... Eventually the plane pulls up. Oh, and I met this guy. He was um sitting a few seats away from me. And he, he was eavesdropping, and every so often in the conversation he'd speak up. And um, I found out his both of his kids also go to Penn State. And it was funny because he was like his kids. What his son is a senior. And he's a team manager for the football team. So I thought that was kind of cool, you know. Um, he works with the wide receivers. So basically, he's a TA for the 
for this specific coach. So let's say let's say you're a wide receiver, right? You're a wide receiver coach. You have a manager to help you with coordinating all these kids and with the wide receiver coach you also the guy above him is the offensive coordinator and then above him is the head coach and I mean that's just on a typical team but you know I mean if you're that interested go look it up um so I so he butts in every once in a while which I thought was kind of funny and so this plane rolls up and it was tiny it maybe had like 30 seats total, 30, 35. I don't know the specific type of plane, but it was a smaller plane. And that was, it, it, it had the stairs going right up. You know how in a normal airport, you walk through down the ramp, the terminal, right? In this one, you walked straight onto the pavement on the, uh, uh, on the airport and you just walked right up. That was my first time ever doing that. I thought it was, I was, I thought it was kind of cool. I thought, hey, you know, I'm a, I, I, you know, I pretend like I was a fighter pilot, walking on the tar tarmac. Like, I thought it was cool. That was my first time ever walking on the tarmac like that, and, um, you know, I thought I, I felt very badass. <laughs> I was like, this is my private plane. <laughs> Walking up to my private plane, except my private plane would be nicer. <laughs> um, so I walked up, went into the plane, and I sat down, and guess who sits right behind me? That same girl that I was talking to. <laughs> and so we start talking more. I'm like, oh, let me get a better seat. So I sit, ne sit down next to her, and we start talking, and la da 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 da. And she goes, you know what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna fall. I'm gonna go to sleep. Uh, so I said, okay. So I move seats again, but this time I move closer to the window. So I was looking out the window, and there was another girl behind me. And I say, wow, what a beautiful sunset. She goes, I know, right? And I said, you're not gonna kick, you're not gonna kick my seat like some little kid, right? And she laughs and she says, no, I'm a big girl. <laughs> and I was like, oh, you're funny. And um, so I look out the window and I made this cool observation about Pennsylvania where the hills, it's very like, it's like valleys. Like there's like big hills on one side, very like uh, flat, very flat in the middle section, then another hill, flat, another hill, and so on and so forth. And then eventually it just stops and it just becomes flat land. And I was like, well, what? Why Why do you think this does, does that? And she goes, I don't know. And I say, you think it has to do with the glaciers that came by? And she says, oh, that's a good point. You know, I never really thought about it, but it's kind of cool to see from way up here, see how the land forms. I was like, yeah, that's a good point. And she goes, it's cool to see how, you know, there's a city here, then a land, then city. And it's cool to see like humankind, like making these like cities, you know? And I was like, oh, that's a very good point. I was like, I can't, I like, I'd love to see New York City from 
from bird's eye view. Like that would be awesome. Maybe taking a helicopter and just flying around. And she goes, oh, I would love to do that with Las Vegas and like different cities as well. Maybe Philly. And I was like, oh, well, we're flying into Philly, so we'll get a little snapshot of that. And she goes, yeah, I mean, I think it's cool how how the glaciers like form the land and how now we have these big hills and the flat land in between and I was like yeah it's it's cool to see and she goes and so the conversation kind of dies out and I let it die out you know I'm just eh, whatever it's just a conversation like silence is good sometimes and so we get to the tarmac, we land, and we get bad news. The plane has been grounded because of lightning and thunder. So we sit on the tarmac, literally right next to the gate. They won't let us off the plane, off the plane but we just have to sit there. And it's very, very annoying. Very annoying. Because we're it's like right there. It's like, just let us off. Just let us off. But they won't let us. They would not let us off. And so we sat there for maybe like 30 minutes, 30, 40 minutes. And it was annoying. Annoying, man. Let me tell you that. And But the, the flight crew came by, gave us some snacks and some water. So that was okay. Um, so we get off the plane. Or as I was getting off, some guy says, excuse me, are you Jacob? And by the way, Jacob is my first name. I just go by my middle name, which is Ari. So I go by Ari, but the guy didn't know that. So he says, excuse me, are you Jacob? And I say, yeah, that's me. And he says, are you flying to Providence? I said, yeah. And he says, well, our flight just got canceled. I was like, what? Excuse me, how did you find out? He says, check your phone. So I checked my phone. I was like, oh, frick. What the heck? And I was like, oh, crap. Like, this is my first time flying alone. Like, the story just gets better and better. Flight was delayed. Then I got... Then I had to uh, sit in the tarmac. Now my flight gets canceled. Now I might have to stay in Philly alone. First time ever flying alone without my family. And, you know, I have to stay in this city where I've never been. With All I have is my credit card. My Well, I have my wallet on me. But, you know, I'm not trying to stay in the most expensive hotel. <laughs> um... So I'm like, what the frick? And so I start talking to this guy, and he has a house in State College. And I didn't ask him what his profession was, but it kind of sounded like he had real, he was low key into real estate, cause it, or maybe he was just rich, cause, I mean, it sounded like he had multiple houses, in multiple cities. He also said he traveled a lot, so maybe he was like a spokesperson for a company or something, so. Um, so he's, we start talking, and 
I get to the window, or not to the window, I get to the, uh, the counter where the flight attendant people are. And, you know, I was like, what do I do? This is my first time flying alone. How am I going to get home? And, you know, the basic questions when a flight gets canceled. And so this lady says, you know what? what? Well, we have a we have a flight to Hartford. And, or you could stay the night here in Philly and fly out tomorrow. I was like, no, nah, I want to go home. I'm tired. I just want to see my family. It's been a long it's been a long summer. I just want to see my family. Like, she's like, okay, well, go make some calls. Come back to me when you when you make a decision. So I say, okay. And I make the calls, <laughs> make some very important business calls, cause I'm an important businessman. <laughs> and <laughs> and I decide on flying out that night to Hartford. It was about an hour and a half flight. And I get on the plane, and there's this very beautiful lady sitting next to me. And I start talking to her. And so we start talking, and she goes, I'm a correct, a correction, correctional officer. I said, oh, that's a very interesting job. What's the, <laughs> I was like, what's the weirdest thing you've seen in while being a correctional officer and she says <laughs> some guy put shit put poop all over his own fecal matter all over himself and he's like i think she had to either wash her wash him off or the guy was trying to give her a hug or something like that <laughs> and i was like that is disgusting why on earth would you put your own poop on yourself? You know, what makes, how primitive are you? Like, just, <laughs> you know, it's funny because the monkeys at the zoo do that same thing. And it's funny because a guy locked up in a cage is basically a, guy, a monkey locked up in a cage. So it's funny. It's funny to, you know, make that correlation, how the guy was so primitive like the monkey at the zoo, he turned into a monkey himself. <laughs> um, so we start talking, and I start talking about this podcast and what you what should I talk about, and da 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 da. And you know, she's like, talk about what you want, talk about what you know, talk about your passions. And talk about this, talk about that. I was like, oh, thank you for your insight. I'll take it into consideration. And she goes to sleep. And so I let her be. I read a chapter of my book. And <laughs> again, again, this book puts me to sleep because it is an interesting book. Don't get me wrong. But it was like I was just tired, you know. You know when um you know when you can't fall asleep so you pull out your book and you start reading yeah that was a, that was like that was what I was doing and so I'm out cold let me tell you that 
I read one chapter and I'm out cold. The rest of the flight goes by like that. And so I wake up, the plane is starting to descend and I start talking to this girl again. And she is very interesting. I hope she found me interesting as well, but I mean, hey, if she's lis- if hey, if you're listening to this podcast this far, I mean, I guess you found it a little bit interesting. But only one way up, one way to go and that's up, you know? So, this is my first podcast ever. So, it's only going to get better. So So I get off the plane and I call another Uber and this guy is from Pakistan and this guy, he works for a gas station, a alcohol, uh, what's it called? (laughs) Why am I blanking on this name right now? Um, A liquor store. I wanted to call it an alcohol store, but the proper term is a liquor store. <laughs> I mean, I guess an alcohol store would work too, but it is an alcohol store. What can we, what can I say? It is an alcohol store, but the proper name is liquor. Which, you know, go fish. Why is it called a liquor store instead of an alcohol store? I guess, I, I don't know. Sounds, whatever. It's stupid. Um, so he works for all these places. And again, again, this guy is like, he nudges at the fact that, hey, please tip me. Like, I get paid like shit. <laughs> and for all you listeners that don't know how much uh, how much uh, Uber, got, Uber driver gets paid, it's 65 cents for the mile. So... The rest of it goes to the fees and everything goes straight to Uber. But, hey, they got to make their money, too. But, so we start talking. And it's getting wicked late. It's getting wicked late. Like, my eyes are, like, starting to droop and everything. Like, I'm having a tough time keeping the conversation up. But I just didn't feel like going to sleep. I felt like I needed to stay awake, you know? So we start talking, and this guy, this guy, (laughs) I got in the car, and the first thing he said was, fuck. And I was like, (laughs) I was like, okay, this is going to be a fun ride. (laughs) And, um, you know, we start talking, nothing important. We don't really talk about anything important. I just kind of ask this guy, like, where he's from, the typical stuff, you know, how long has he been Ubering for? And he says he only picks up people from the airport. I was like, oh, why? He says, well, typically they drive farther, so better pay. Typically they're not drunk. Typically they're in a good mood. Well, relatively in a good mood. I mean, he picked me up closer to midnight. So typically, like, 
a person is in a cranky mood, they just want to get home, they're overtired, they're hangry and whatnot, they're just tired and tangry, (laughs) they're tangry, um, so he's like, you know what, I typically pick up from the airport because they're relatively in a good mood, I mean, yes, they're tangry and they're they're tired and all of these things but I mean compared to like staying out and picking up people from the out on the town it's a lot better because they're not drunk you know putting conversation up putting up a conversation with a drunk person is a lot harder than putting up conversation with a sober person and on top of that the drunk people are typically mean he says because they're like, give me your phone. I want to play music. Your music sucks. When are we going to be there? I just want to go. And on top of that, you also run the risk of them puking in your car. Bro, like I swear, if a person puked in my car, I'd pull over and say, get out. I would literally say, you have two options. Either you get out, you get the F out, or you clean it up right now. You clean it up, and I'm... And of course, they'll probably take the former option of just getting out. But that is so rude. I think if someone puked in my car, I'd quit. I would literally quit right then and there. I'd be like, I'm, I'm done. I'm done. I'm not Ubering anymore. I'll do Uber Eats, but I ain't doing Uber. That shit would suck. Imagine cleaning up someone else's puke. Oh my God. I think I would puke from from just picking it up. That is so disgusting. And you know what? These people leave it in the car for the Uber drivers. And I bet, I bet they leave a shitty tip as well. I bet they leave a terrible tip on top of that. On top of the puke. You know what? I bet they leave the puke as their tip. It's unbelievable. Like, how could you do this to someone? How could you make, how could you puke on someone's car and then just expect them to clean it? That is disgusting. Disgusting, man. Why? Why would you do this? (laughs) I get it, you're drunk. You don't have, like, just fucking do it out the window. Don't do it in the car, do it out the window. Like, all you have to do is press one button. One button would save me so much of a hassle and you probably saved me from making my food go up come up the wrong way you know Ugh, disgusting i can handle picking up dog poop but picking up human human puke it is different i can handle ugh, imagine picking up you know <laughs> being a dog would be so cool imagine being like pooping in the house and all your your only your only punishment is your mom and your dad yelling at you. Like, imagine if you pooped on the rug and, like, what would your parents say? You know? <laughs> like, what the f- You know, imagine- and then imagine your parent picking up your poop. Imagine picking up human fecal matter. Ugh. Disgusting. I guess I I guess dog poop is better cuz it's smaller. 
not as much. I mean, unless you have a Great Dane or like a big dog, then that's a different story. I bet those bigger dogs take human-sized poops. And I mean, they weigh like 130 pounds, something like that. So they're the size of a human. <laughs> and on top of that, they probably eat as much as a human too, which is disgusting. Imagine if it's just you and your dog, you're, you're basically feeding for two, even though it's you and another species. Um, so back to this Uber driver guy. He tells me that that's never happened to him and that usually, usually people at this hour give him bad tips. And on our way home, or on, on the way home to my house, we see this truck driver and he's like swifting lanes and everything. And I'm like, do you think this guy's asleep? And he's like, yeah, I bet. I bet so. He's like in, he's like driving in the breakdown lane, like half in the breakdown lane, half in the normal lane, but he's staying in a straight line, but it's like, he's still in the break breakdown lane. And I'm like, what the fuck? And so the Uber driver passes him. I'm like, oh, thank God. Thank God we didn't get hit. And I get home and it's late. It's like wicked late. And I just collapse. I say hi to the fam. And then I go to my room and I just collapse. And I'm out like a light. I'm just out cold. And yeah, that was my story of how I got home from Penn State. I mean, yeah, it kind of sounded a little bit boring, but that's because I didn't, I don't remember all the conversations and exactly what was said because most of them were kind of stupid. Most, most of the conversations was just like stupid data points that I don't have to remember. It was like, you know, sitting in a class where your professor is talking about something stupid, so the information goes through one ear, comes out the other, and you never retain any of the information. So that's it. That's the first episode of Apple Juice TS. I hope you guys had a fun time listening, because I had a fun time talking, and I'll catch you in the next one.